we have different aspects of divine master we love. We have, uh, we call them uh, Lakshmi, we call them Durga, Kali. Can you give, because yesterday we had a discussion about the pictures, you can give some information about the different aspects and what they yes, mean for I us? Yes, I will love to give you. If you go to a hospital and you look at the board, there are the names of the doctors. But they all come under the uh, heading of general medicine. General medicine, but if you dig deep, there is a doctor of gynecology, there is a doctor of psychology, unlike that, surgeons, but they are all doctors. They have specialized in the field of medicine and they are under one umbrella of medicine. All. God is the many facets of this very same idea and concept. Now, the Divine Mother is Lakshmi. For the human being who wants wealth and prosperity and success in their living, the Divine Mother is Saraswati, who is knowledge and liberation. The Divine Mother is Durga and Kali in the cycle of dissolution to destroy within ourselves the lower nature. For we have to go through these aspects. The Divine Mother Patini, same facet, uh, same Divine Mother, but a facet for the healing process for the human being. And like that, you have thousands of names of the Divine Mother. When you're going to battle against the, uh, against the Asuras, the demonic forces, you have the Divine Mother of Mahisasur Martini uh, to go to battle, for she emerges out of the Divine, the Trinity of God, Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwara, and she emerges out of the eyes of God so that we will be preserved from destruction. Every human being will have some aspect that is related, uh, has a very special relationship to the Divine Mother. And you can feel that when, when you go into a temple or a place of worship. You can find that you have a special rapport with an aspect. You may be born Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, whatever ism you like, but you have emerged from a vast empire of evolution, birth and death. And you have a lot of experience behind you. Hence, you are not like ordinary people. I use the word ordinary, getting up in the morning, nine o'clock, you go to work, and then you come back and you, you eat a meal. You want something different. Inside you, there is something urging you on. And that is your divinity, saying, I want something more than this. I, I'm, I'm rich, I've got money, uh, what am I doing? But this is not enough for me. I want something that satisfies my inner nature. What is this inner nature? This inner nature is your divinity. You are shrouded by your attachments and your desires. You are, you are cloaked in that, and you want to be like the uh, uh, the 
grub that is built a cocoon round it and you you have grown up and you are struggling inside it and say, I want to break out of this cocoon and fly out of this because I want liberation. And so you push your way, eat yourself out of this cocoon and then suddenly you see the world and you find a sense of freedom, liberation. All the silk threads that made the cocoon is of no importance to you. Important to the man who wants the silk robe. Important to the man who is running after those silks and the satins. But to the butterfly who has grown out of that grub and woven that cocoon says, this is not important anymore to me. I want to be free. I want to liberate myself. That is what life is about. You want to liberate yourself, to discover your inner power, your divinity. That is the drama that you're going through. You're fighting your way for survival, your attachments, none of which are going to help you in your liberation. Yes, it helps you to have a comfortable home, which is impermanent. You have a nice car, which is impermanent. From the moment you bought it, it is already second-hand. <laughs> and uh, the moment you buy your uh, television set, your uh, fridge, everything is second-hand. And uh, so you see, the, you must have the amusement inside you. When you go to the showroom and your wife says to you, Darling, isn't that car nice? He said, Yes, very nice. But once I drive you out of the showroom, it is second hand, it's lost already about thousand pounds. <laughs> and then she goes after about three years, she says, Darling, we need another car. <laughs> and so this darling process <laughs> and you must see the funny side of it because you're going to be darling till you are old <laughs> everything is impermanent I and mine do not exist. What is yours? Now, what is mine? I wear a robe. I borrowed it. It's been given on a temporary basis for me to wear. It could be golame, it could be any rag I put on my body when I die. That's it. You must be in that mind. I will do all I can to achieve success. But this is not mine. I will do all I can with that success to pay my karma, to help others, to build a better life for other people. Your duty. You must in through that success, be able to build around you a vibration of love, kindness, 
compassion, understanding. Divine friends, there's a big mistake many, many people make. They think spirituality is poverty. That is untrue. Spirituality means detachment, not poverty. Spirituality means, you know, this uh, is very nice, full of stars. I may like it, but I can't swallow it. It's very beautiful. And that is my uh, realization. I may have in my hand all the valuables, but what am I going to do with it? It's nice to see beautiful things. You know my pastime, every Wednesday Swami and I go shopping for the community book. And I go shopping, window shopping. And I stand there watching and I wear a nice pair of slacks and a shirt. Nobody knows who I am. And I'll tell you what my greatest amusement is. I stand by a shop window that is marked sale. <laughs> And I watch the ladies pass by. And you can see the mind just goes quite gaga. <laughs> the word sale means madness. The word sale means buy, even if you don't want it. You're not even taught. Is it really necessary for me to go in that bar? So I stand there and watch them in amusement. I say, poor husbands and wives, they're buying a load of rubbish. We are in a state of impermanence. Every single gadget that is invented by man doesn't have to be in my house or yours. Because what will happen is that slowly it encroaches on your privacy. It encroaches on your privacy so much so that you are terrified to leave it because the thieves will get in and clear the You're frightened to move because he insists myself. There is so much stuff around me, I don't know what to do. They are all demanding more expenditure. And so ultimately, the mind is mindless. What you have to do then, and what you do normally, is go to see your doctor. And the first thing the doctor, before you arrive through the door, the doctor is writing the prescription, tranquilizer. Why you need tranquilizer and sleeping pills is because you've spent so much more money that is necessary and you've got so many gadgets that make demands above your income and so you need not a doctor but a mind bender. There must be a time when you have to find amusement in your life and find amusement 
in the stupidity of other people. <laughs> see the funny side of it and say to yourself, hey, you go and buy, 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 buy. <laughs> and bye-bye is exactly what it is, bye-bye for your mental stability. You don't need tranquilizers. You don't need sleeping pills. What you need is for you to discover your sense of reason and an element of detachment. Simplify your life. Make it a part of your policy in life to simplify it. That is what our job is to teach you not to complicate your life, but to simplify.